Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, hole at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We overanalyze episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbors as our form of self-care. We're doing this evening in the Mobile Pirate Net Studios, a balmy evening in Melbourne, Australia. It is absolutely beautiful. It, this is what Aaron's Borough is like 365 days a year. It is. The sun, and the sun setting, pink and blue in the sky. It's probably, it's in the high 20s at the moment. Yep. We are living our best lives, talking about neighbours on my back deck and I'm sorry to the neighbours. So I'm there. I have problems suspending disbelief. Kate is here. Hi, everybody. Kate, now it's a new year for you on the pod. 2020, yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry, guys, I haven't been on for a while. Kate was living her best life. I was down at the beach. And I even I went to the beach. I got there. I got through my hell week and I had a lovely couple of days away. Mm-hmm. Now I'm backfiring on all cylinders. Kate, what were your reactions to the opening episodes of the new year? Christmas party, ho-ho in the pool, Erin's oh, yeah, Lassiter's yeah. party. Um, I had some real issues with whoever's running the security at the waterhole on letting the high school boys in mm. there full stop with no parents. That bullshit of it getting blamed on Krista the sister when clearly there's they've got a security issue there. They've got a gaggle of shit bags. At least um, one of them, whoever it was, I think it was um, Sadie, was like, oh, go back to your... Sadie doesn't even work there. She's she's not responsible for the liquor licence. Oh, and you reminded me, ho-ho in the pool. What is with that hideous brown dress that she wears with the cutouts at the side. Yeah, look, Kate has started a revolution in the comment section of Neighbours Council because the Sharpie fashion that you described Horrendous. is we're all on high alert for it now with so Holly. It's like fully fashion knitwear. It's horrible. And it, like, it doesn't seem comfy. No, and the colours she wears are like pub carpet from the 70s as well, like kind of mustards and browns all mixed together. She would look amazing in Mad Men. But this is not Mad Men. <laughs> this is not. I think she would be out with her, I don't know, armed robber boyfriends in the 70s, <laughs> like shanking people. <laughs> and then she'd be on, she actually looks as though she could be an early inmate to prisoner. There was a big chat about the fashion being um, a step ahead of the fashion in real life. So sucks oh, ter- to the people terrifying. that hate, hate the cutouts. The cutouts are coming. Coming. Oh, no. The cutouts well, are coming. Good, good luck to everyone seeing my uh, muffin top through the <laughs> through the cutouts. And my muffin sides, short back and sides too <laughs> while we're at it. So look, we're getting into the week commencing the 8th of January, 2024, episode 8968 onwards. And there are a few moments through the week we'll touch on, but really for me, the standout episode was Wednesday's episode, mm-hmm. which was, um, I guess, the big therapy bombshell, not bombshell, but... Um, just uh, floodgates opening and then the floodgates continue to gush <laughs> for the rest of the week. The toad flood. Oh, yeah. But we'll, yeah. we'll start with, while we're on Holly, we'll start with the Ho Ho I'm Sorry song from Dr. Carl. Uh, he was apologising because he pointed out to Holly that her partner's just not that into her and that she senses herself when she's around him. And he's not wrong, is he? <laughs> no. She is now opening her eyes to this behaviour Scrolling through her phone, looks at photos from the Christmas party where Haz and Mackenzie are eyeing each other seductively. That was awkward. Orcs. Oh, man. Oh. Imagine, like, 
what is wrong with them that they can't give the, the piney side eye to each other during photos? Like, bloody get with it, Mackenzie. And also, it was all just raw. Like, all of the stuff had bubbled over about the Mackenzie having feelings, Holly knowing about it. At least just don't look at each other for one evening. <laughs> I know. Oh. So, the song becomes an earworm for Holly. She's thinking about how the respect she's got to have for herself. Yeah. And then Mackenzie comes back into town and straight away there's a vibe between her and Haz still. Oh. Mackenzie, you're better than him. Come better. on, mate. So much better. So they have this hug. Holly walks in and, like, he pretty much shoves Mackenzie onto the other side of the kitchen. Yeah. And not okay. No. I just, like, Mackenzie, do better. And Holly, yeah, no, find someone else. Yeah, Holly has done better now. How, but... how is she, Izzy's daughter? That's, that's my question. Izzy would not stand for being second best, would she? I think, well, yeah, the Izzy side of her is the one that said enough is enough. Yeah. I deserve better. You got to hit the curb, has, and she breaks it off, which is great. Yes, empowerment. Yes, and he was a bit shell shocked, like, oh, oh, mm. I was just going to keep bumbling along. Yeah, mate, I've never been done before. Yeah, yeah. So, and she also almost puts an ultimatum to the room. She says, hey, you know, has the girl you like isn't even me; it's someone else in the room. Oh. So then she leaves, and he's left there while Mackenzie's just reading her novel, and. No one's talking about it, but they're all in the same oh. room. What are you doing? How does Byron put up with this bullshit? Well, Byron has, has been in the doldrums himself. He hasn't been the best housemate. No. But then has puts him to work and this is we're going across the whole week here, but he gives him Trevor's lead. He's like, can you please take the dog for a walk? Oh, what a great storyline this is. Which I'll get to in a second, but I want to highlight from our Facebook group, Neighbours Council. Local council idiots. So, Guy in Neighbours Council posed the question, okay, Council, you're in the opium den, the writer's room, and you need to redeem Has. Starting from next week, what do you do? And there's just a lovely long list of suggestions. Andy says he saves Carl and Susan from carbon monoxide poisoning by dragging them outside and bringing them around with his new Arabica blend. Ben says, oh, what about when they explain Paul's evil away as a brain tumour? Which they also did with Millsy for a while. Kate says he's been forced at gunpoint to do everything he's done so far, which I love. <laughs> Someone just off just off camera. Sarah says evil identical twin that has the original has stuck in the store cupboard at Harold's. Uh, I mean, I, I think first step he could do is actually just clean up that filthy kitchen that he lives yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, Matthew says Trevor's excess dog hair has caused an infection that has impacted his cognitive functioning. Oh yeah, like a bit of toxoplasmosis, dog <laughs> dog style. Uh, Fiona says, chuck him some chickpeas and leave him down there, like down in the opium den, <laughs> which I, if he doesn't pick up his socks, pull up his socks, I'm all for that. Uh, look, what about um, just banish him to Bum Island for a while? Oh, you wouldn't need a while. Two but, days. <laughs> just, just get him there. Sorry, mate. Clothes are not optional here. Like um, like Exile Island in um, Survivor. Yeah, in that's the mud, you, mate. <laughs> that's where you've got to go. If, you, if you're in the doghouse mm. with your dog, and you annoy us too much, you've got to go have a, have two weeks in Exile Island, which yeah, is Bum uh, Island. Bum's out. Um, <laughs> keep an eye out for old Watson Mine. <laughs> is this a reference I don't get? Um, Sarah Jones says, has went to the beach and encountered a Zoltar fortune telling machine next to the pie shop. That's from Big. Oh, it's from Big. That's okay. Yes, yes I do know that. All valid options because we need Taz to turn a corner here. We have faith in Haz. Do we? Yes, we've got to have faith in Haz. Who's, okay, which character on Neighbours have you been anti and then 
said, you know what, you're all right, mate. For me, it was Hendrix, but you liked Hendrix. I liked him from the start, yeah. yeah. Um, well, recently, Byron had a, a b- brief glimmer mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I, where we learned about hi- him in his uh, professional capacity. And I was like, oh, you're becoming interesting at this point. Yeah. But then he sad sacked it up a bit this week about Krista. And I was like, no, no, no. We're losing the, the, the fire oh, here. Yeah, Krista's sister. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, Krista's sister. He was trolling Nicolette all week, which is fun. I, yeah. I like that hobby of his. Yeah, we want a redemption arc for Haz. We need better for Mac because so then Hos- Holly goes, okay, well, sort yourselves out. See you later. I'm out. Oh, I've just sort of the perfect answer for him. He needs to like realise that, no, he's not a chef. He's actually an ordained Catholic priest and he needs to go Ugh. back to his parish somewhere in rural Queensland. So you just want him gone? Yes. <laughs> but he, he does, he's certainly giving out Bruce Samazan and former father vibes of people who were just suddenly turned from being male love interests into being Catholic priests. Okay, okay. Interesting, controversial. I think that there's got to be something to do with the dog here. So so Byron comes across this woman in the park called Alyssa and she looks over at Trevor and says, Oh, Bodie, my beloved family pet. Side note, Trevor's... Real life name is Bodie. Oh, right. Uh, spelt the same way as Damien Bodie, Dylan Timmons. Well, I mean, I was looking at the subtitles and yes, I feel like the subtitles did spell it the same as yeah. Damien Bodie, but I, I, I don't know if the dog is that particular about spelling. <laughs> she even points out a mole behind his ear that he has that checks out. And look, I don't think I wanted the dog to be written out before the owner. Before has. You know, I hate to say it, but I'm team has here. He's got some very plausible excuses about how she'd know about that mole, which is she could have just seen it, like, mm. as she's patting him, or she could have, like, seen it a couple of weeks ago when she patted him. Because God knows he would be an irresponsible dog owner and that dog would have been off leash a lot. And dogs do get taken. Remember Aaron? Um, real life Aaron? Oh, yeah. His dog got oh. taken. He got ret- They got returned. But yeah, no, I, I would be very suspicious of a stranger saying that they owned my desirable dog. A golden doodle? Yeah, something like that. Which, but, by the way, is not meant to shed. So really, Trevor's putting in the long haul, long innings at the cafe to get his hair everywhere. When you've got those doodle crosses, though, you cannot guarantee what aspect of the dog you're getting from those crosses. So okay. golden retrievers shed a lot. So if they've, if they've come down with the shedding gene, yeah, you plumb out of luck. But anyway, no, my first thought when was, was like, oh, you're from a dog fighting ring, are you? Hmm, okay. <laughs> I, like, I mean, Trevor's been giving me the shits, but it was more his owner than the actual yeah. poor dog himself. I don't want him to be like a bait dog in a dog fight. No. Also, I was with Haz when he said, well, why isn't the dog microchipped? 100%. That, that would have solved the problem. That, so Trevor is a rescue, Has got him seven months ago. And he would, have, he would have been an expensive dog to begin with. Yeah, that woman's full of shit. What's she going to do? Go and get some doggy DNA testing done on like on its puppy collar? Get stuffed, lady. You lost your dog. You didn't pick it up from the rescue. Possession's nine-tenths of the law. I mean, she would have had family photos. She said her kids love oh, the dog. Dog's a dog, mate. They, they, I don't think they've got facial recognition for dogs, do they? <laughs> the fact she didn't have it microchipped and the fact she didn't find it at the local pound. Yeah, nah, lady, get stuffed. Where I stop siding with has 
is when he starts doing Trevor's in the attic and he's like, this is going to be, Trevor's not going to be allowed to go outside. He's going to be an inside dog only and only outside at night. That's cruel. Mm. What's the worst thing that can happen here that she goes on a current affair or something like that and say, <laughs> local cafe owner with questionable food hygiene skills has stolen my dog. Then he'll be interviewed and he'll be like, I adopted it from this animal rescue and here's the papers and my name's on the microchip and get stuffed. And uh, you know where else she could take her story? That's Life magazine. <laughs> <laughs> She'd win 500 bucks for that story. Actually, not even that. I reckon it's probably a $50 story. Yeah, 50. 500. Oh, you need, you need to make the cover for 500. Oh, I lost my. D- oh, oh, what's the headline going to be? Dog napped by Dodgy Cook. He's being a bit unreasonable that he won't even entertain the idea that this is someone else's dog. Yeah, but it is his pet. It is. It's his. It's his. What if one of your cat's previous owners said, oh, that's my plushy Fluffkins? I'd be like, you know what? I'm really having trouble looking after three dependents. (laughs) Please help yourself to one or one, if not more, (laughs) than the living things I have to feed in this house. Would you question them though? Yeah, it would be weird because, like, I saw the tiny baby kid and went from the rescue, and yeah, like, it, no, and it doesn't even respond to Fluffy Pushkins. And one and Fluffy Pushkins did go missing a year ago, a year or so ago. And I, you ring all the centres and all the places, and you post in all the Facebook groups. Well, all- you don't just hang around parks, going, "Hey, that's my cat." <laughs> the cat was under next door's house. Uh, no drama. So. He's gone weird. I reckon, I don't know yet how they're bringing in his sister, but perhaps there's some kind of childhood trauma with, I don't know, a parent going missing or something and the dog, something about the family. Dog, I don't know. I reckon there's some trauma tied to it because he's acting weird. I mean, you know how they pose that question about why is she coming to Erinsborough? And I said, oh, it's because she's the council's new food safety officer. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay, let's leave them. Oh, maybe she's a pet detective. <laughs> now, Wendy, Wendy's gone on a journey with via Sadie, her daughter, because Sadie doesn't want to go to uni. She wants to study makeup, which she seems to have a grasp on already, but that's fine. She wants to be specialised in makeup artistry. You know what? Just give her another year off, mate. Yeah. Make her work properly in, in like a, a soul-sucking job as well, and then she'll, she'll realise, oh, hey, uni does sound all right at this point. <laughs> Go behind the counter at Maya. Yeah. Not just hang out in the penthouse and the pub and the winery with a small child for a year. Yeah. That, that would be grueling, to be honest. But not as grueling if you choose child-friendly environments like libraries and parks. And eh, but it makes it – when you're doing it, though, Zoom. you're like, I can't do this forever. Oh, God, no. Yeah. They've, they've extracted Sadie out of the share house from hell. They're like, look, let's make up, make up style and – Sadie put on her best face of makeup as well, which was just like a more shimmery eye eyeshadow yeah. than she had in the previous scene. And her mum's like, you are good at this. You do deserve to be a makeup artist. Send her off to Napoleon Purtis College. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have loved a cameo. Napoleon Purtis comes and <laughs> discovers Sadie. Um, oh, you've got to work for me, darling. <laughs> I've. I think a couple of the TikTokers I follow um, talk about how they used to be they, – they did the Napoleon Purtis experience back in the day and I had a heap of his eyeshadows too and they've actually revisited applying his shimmer eyeshadows. Oh. They're incredible. When I used to do community community radio, 
at the community TV studio would get students from the Napoleon Purtis Makeup School to come and do the TV makeup. It was the best. Um, so this is the journey for Sadie. But Wendy, Carl is giving her some counsel and says, look, what what's the problem here? I think you... It, look, it looks like that the student in your household is going to be should be you because you're the one who's got all these regrets about what you didn't study. So now Wendy needs to find she wants to find a course to be also, a mature age student. Also, Queen, did any of Carl's children go to university? Libby, questionably. <laughs> oh, that's right. She did a fast track of teaching. Oh, that's right. Uh, and Billy, Billy did spe- like a apprenticeship. apprenticeship. Yep, that's fair enough. Yeah. And Lord knows what Malcolm does. What does Malcolm do with his time? Uh, not much. Absolutely no clue. Uh, He's yeah. a businessman. <laughs> Entrepreneur? No one knows. What's Mal do? Anyway, what? I can't think of anything defining about Malcolm Kennedy. Like there's no defining characteristic apart from that he ended up boning Izzy. That's about it, really? And he boned. Well, first, I mean, he was he, he boned a couple of very attractive women. And he, his dad boned his wife's sister. Catherine and Sarah were sisters. Oh, God. Oh. What is wrong with Kennedy, man? Kennedy's a, they're like this. They've got the Simpson gene. Um, okay, so we're going to, interesting to see what Wendy should do. I don't, I'm having a tough time working out what Wendy's vibe is in terms of what mm. I want for her. I mean, she's caring. And look, she's a good nosy Nelly. So maybe she could do what's left of a journalism degree. I would like her to go and be a nurse at Erinsborough Hospital. I just think we're overstaffed at the hospital. We've got well, not by people that we that live on the street, though. I won't want her there sticking her nose into patients' business. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. Or if not a nurse, there's some other position at the hospital. Maybe like like a receptionist, like a medical receptionist. Yeah, but she, yeah, but she does need to study for whatever she's doing. So, yeah, yeah I mean, maybe, yeah, it's a stepping stone while she's studying. So, look, I'm getting annoyed here because none of this is super exciting storytelling. None of this is doing it for me yet this week. Like I'm struggling. Let's let's talk about Irene rising. Irene rising. Um, they have a meeting with the mayor, who are, who is just great. Seems to be doing mm. a great job. I can't even. I have no and energy. They explained to the mayor the one of the other councillors who voted for it was bent because his daughter got her job back at Lassiter's and blah 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 blah. I don't even know why did they even feel they needed to bring that up. Because they thought it would um, come back to bite them in the ass. Cause, and she was talking about integrity and honesty. and they, Jeez. It, like, we've talked about this before, but it is absolutely bizarre because Irene Rising has absolutely nothing at all to do with the local council. Right. Like, absolutely at no level. Like, healthcare is a federal responsibility and education is a state responsibility. Like, local government is, like, the third tier of government. Is it something to do with the land? No, no. because that would be owned by the state government. And the local, because it's a school, they don't need local planning permission to build a school. Do you think it's a matter of them just accidentally putting in the word council instead of state representative, or like, do, would they, would they have to petition? Uh, I, I, I a would member? say that they would. Yeah, they'd cozy up with their local member and that sort of thing. It is really weird. Like, this is not something that could be achieved within one year or two year and, years. And like, to do a pitch meeting, like school's about to go back. Where are they supposed to be getting all their students from? God only In knows. January they're having meetings and what are they going to do? Just go and door knock for a bunch of people that don't know where their kids are going to school? Very strange. This, if it gets off the ground, it would need another year to they, they, they canvas the students. They should have kept the school open for another two years while they actually 
thresh out what the school's yeah. going to look like. Yeah, I've got a friend whose daughter is attend what is slash was attending a school that's going to now merge with a different campus, a different school, and they're keeping their doors open for the next year or two mm. before they phase out being an independent school. And a lot of people are just leaving, but it's not just bang doors are closed. Anyway, it's such an odd concept because God knows we needed more old people storylines in Neighbours. And, yeah, bureaucracy storylines. But also when she said it was a unanimous vote, I'm like, well, if you take out the corrupt guy, can't you just go, oh, okay, well, it it wasn't like 51-49, was it? Also, I feel like accusing someone of being corrupt is a bigger storyline than Irene Rising. (laughs) Irene Rising. (laughs) Like, shouldn't this be going to, like, IBAC? The anti anti corruption commission, and I love how there's barely a repercussion for Paul. He's just a bit persnickety, and they're like, people knew that he was dodgy. I can't be bothered. Nicolette, I can't be bothered. Okay, so he, what am I supposed to glean oh, here hang from on. Nicolette? Nicolette? Um, so what what happened with her? So she went to Essendon Fields. Yeah, who'd have thunk? She went to the yeah the hotel that's popped up next to the freeway there, and picked went to a room and picked up a pair of undies. What I'm supposed to extract from this is that. Oh, bloody, you know what? Church, once again. Oh, church. Absolutely ruining people's relationships. Nicolette should have seen the writing on the wall when she was being forced to go to church services in order to be girlfriends with Curie. And in in regional Victoria, I'm assuming as well. (sighs) So this is apparently Curie, there was some guy at Curie's church who Nicolette pretended to seduce or tried to seduce to prove that he was no good. What, I think, did she feel he had the, the horn for Kiri or something? But he was married and I'm so confused. And we- Oh, yeah, and his name is Sasha. Yeah, Baron Sa- Cohen. <laughs> Sasha's, wife's, Sasha's wife is on the warpath now. So she set up this, she is the one who dropped the key at Nicolette's door and sent her on the wild goose chase to become a pair of sexy undies. Mm. And um, it was to remind her of... The sexy photos she sent Sasha or something like that. Can you see my care factor? I don't know where it is. It's gone. I don't know, but I don't, it was it's weird. Just Why do we need people that are not connected to the street? I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. Nicolette was an amazing, is an amazing character, but she's connected to the street. She's Jane Harris's daughter. Mm. There's a new character coming in. I guess it's this Veronica woman who's coming in. Oh, yeah, Veronica. Veronica McLean. Are they re- any relation to Paul McLean? <laughs> Because that's a maybe it's, oversight. Maybe it's his. Well, maybe Paul changed his name to Sasha. <laughs> Great. Yeah. He's like, Paul's too run of the mill. <laughs> Give me something <laughs> I'm, sexy. I'm rediscovering my Russian roots he's here. A, he's a footballer, you know? He, they, they rebrand all the time. Maybe, yeah. I mean, this could have all been solved by Nicolette just telling her to F off in a loud voice comprehensively and slamming yeah, the door on her. Why is she so it? rattled? And why is she confiding in Paul. Why does Paul know about her love life? Go to a bit of Christian marriage counselling, love. I don't understand. What is any of this? It is weird. And why was it tied up with him covering up Krista the sister's non-death? I mean, I just want to know, why can't they give her a decent scandal? Why didn't she actually bang the guy? (laughs) Like just, yeah, if she was trying to prove a point, she just goes, oh, well, I had to bang him. (laughs) Otherwise my story wouldn't have... (laughs) Like, tie him up to a crucifix, drop some, like, candle wax on him. Like, I want a full scandal here. There are lots of SVU Maybe. episodes that begin and end like that. <laughs> Tell that for free. But are the, the racy photos just a euphemism for, like, ritualistic? It, 
behaviour. And how racy were they? They sound to me like they're... Um, I mean, she clearly Amy, had lingerie on. They sound like Amy Williams's sexy cleaning business. <laughs> Maybe she's trying to reboot that. I don't, I don't understand it. I just had no way into this story. I don't care about Sasha, Baron Cohen... I don't care about Veronica. Oh, I'm here for Veronica. She's going to cause some trouble. She's got some very expressive eyebrows. Happy to have them on board. But anyway, let's move to what I feel was the marquee storyline. Not the dog fighting. No, well, that hasn't yet to emerge yet. That's, maybe <laughs> we might get the dog fighting. We got human fighting a while back. So therapy, all right? We're in treatment. Psychology appointment at the office of uh, Georgia Stone's mother, Rhonda. Oh, which I love pointing that out to Baby Madge this week, that yes. that was her IRL mum. Oh, I love Rhonda. She's got a wonderful energy, very warm, very empathetic. And she, Nellie has requested Mel, Melanie come and accompany her to this appointment because she's got a lot of unresolved feelings. And she breaks down to Mel and really it's quite apparent that she transferred all of her maternal longings for her, you know, late mother to this new woman, yeah. and they'd been bonded and then Mel became the mother figure to Nell. And then she left without a word. Nell took it extremely personally, was really heartbroken over it, and they had this exchange where Melanie said, I'm really sorry, I was trying not to hurt you guys and I, I did it badly. And then Rhonda says, send your father in here, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I feel like it's a pretty like loose appointment system she has there. She's like, how how much time has she blocked out for the Rebeccas? Yeah, because, look, I have been a basket case at, you know, on the hour of the end of my appointment and they will still wind it up. Don't you worry. Alrighty, see you next time. Yeah, don't worry yeah. how many bundles you drop at 11.59am. Uh, you know to, what? The, the sun will come up tomorrow. Yeah. Well, look, we'll pick this up next time, okay? There's a lot to lot to think okay. about here. Yeah. yeah. We'll just think about all of that for next time. So, like, nice try, Rebecca's. But Rhonda probably has a full docket today. So, unless she really did allow half of half an hour for Nell and Mel and half an hour for whatever treats she was going to get at the end of that. So, Toad comes back in and how does he unravel? Well, Toadie really just lays it all bare, doesn't he? About how he has never loved anyone as much as... There was a standout line for me, and I'm annoyed at myself because I haven't written down the feed line before it, but it was there was a moment where Mel goes... When how Toadie was like, oh, I've bent over backwards to make everything okay with you and my daughter. Like, what's the problem? What's the problem here? And she's like, I don't know, maybe it's your tone? Yes. <gasps> Spoken on behalf of women everywhere. What a moment. He, he has turned into such a see you next Tuesday yes. this year. Well, not this year, this rebirth. Yeah. My goodness. Um, and then he snaps and then he's like, I would have done anything for you. That I think there was that, that was the breaking point where she's like, I made a mistake. I handled things incorrectly. And he's like, you, the fact that you did not involve me, you didn't tell me, you didn't believe in us enough for me to help you because mm. I would have done anything for you. We, we are talking about the man who would visit his wife in a smacky caravan. <laughs> and his other wife, Lord knows where, prison, London, Byron Bay. He said, look, I didn't think I was ever going to love again. Oh, I lost my wife. Then I loved you. Then you let me down. Look, then and the then now gates. he's stuck in a loveless relationship. <laughs> 
But gosh, they're very healthy the way they say, look, I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to listen to you and don't yeah, worry about you know it. What? That, that is so unconvincing for a soap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Nobody says that in so planned. Nobody's <laughs> like, I'll be radically honest with you. Um, this is a taste of our medicine because we wanted it and now we're seeing it and we're like, this is weird. Can you go back yeah, to concealing weird. your and, feelings, please? And it's unconvincing. <laughs> and if you are resolving issues like this, we know that your um, long-term future is is not who do, you reckon, rosy. who do you reckon is going to pass on with the wrong person first? Who do you reckon, Kate? Uh, I reckon it'll be um, Paul and Terage because Terage will see something between Toad and Melanie oh. that will dr- that whilst she'll misconstrue it, but it'll drive her into Paul's arms. I hope she sees it. And on then th- they will feel so guilty. Oh, no, no, Paul won't feel guilty. But Terage will feel mega guilty and then they'll be like, they'll be skulking around behind the scenes together. And then eventually Toad will find out he'll be heartbroken um, and then he'll be like, I can't believe she did this to me. And Melanie will be like, I've always been here for you, Toadie. What if they go against type and they do it the other way and Toadie and Mel um, rekindle? What, she gets back under his desk yeah, I was going to say, didn't they walk Ooh. into that office the other week and Mel was there? It was, anyway, the, no, des- no, I, the I, desk I, was right there. I still think it's going to be Prage. Yeah, I reckon it'll be the other way. I reckon Toadie will have a moment and put the moves. Well, Mel's keen as mustard. Let, let's put this to the vote on yeah. the council. All right. well, can we make a poll? Yes. Yeah, we'll make a poll. Who's going to do the dirty first? Because someone will. <laughs> no one's just going to end it organically. on cheaters? Yeah, no one's going to end it organically. Because Mel's keen. She, when she sees the floodgates open, she's like, whoa, I'm still in this. Which, Mel, by the way, you deserve better as well. You also deserve better. Mm-hmm. But she then the next day when they speak in the street and they hug for too long, they hug so much half the street sees them hug. Yeah. Yeah, she's open to it. So I can't read my writing. Why did the jumble sale get so much airtime this week? I don't know. There's a lot of jumble sale chat. So Toadie goes home from counselling. He's really rattled. Therese is trying to get him to open up. Like, what can I do for you? What happened in therapy? He's like, no, can't talk about it. The next day... Mel is in a really happy place. She's got the Drinks Divas van. That is so sweet. How lovely is Krista, the sister, for doing that? Oh, look at you. That's a that's a turnaround, isn't it? I think it's nice. Fine. Well, finally, because like, well, that, Mel has been shat on her by shat on by Krista. Yes, yes. Finally, something good is coming her way. Yeah, it's just funny because last time you spoke about Krista, you were pissed off at her for her treatment of Mel. So oh, this is her yeah, redemption, yeah, exactly. I love Mel's delight at the van is wonderful and I love the fact that David's face is still on it and the sober companion that she forced him into the van to make cocktails just after he had just said if I never make another mocktail again I will be a happy man <laughs> she said get your apron on and your ass in the van get into this 1983 ancient truck and we are getting some post mix and we are having the time of our lives, my friend. And David's like, please kill me now. I do not want this. That's where Mel sees him. They hug. Sarage sees it. He runs after Sarage. And she's like, oh, you're talking about your feelings and having cocktails with mm. Melanie from a van. Sarage from a van. Nellie then sees, sees that all happen and says to Mel, look, back off. <laughs> she's my new mum now. Yeah, I've got to live with it. She's got a slightly nicer house than the one I lived in before. We'll be homeless if she kicks us out. <laughs> I mean, how are they going to resolve that? It's a mystery. Where are they going to put Why Toadie? Why the hell did he sell the house of Trow? 
and we're out of the um, settlement period now, so they definitely the Varga Murphys definitely. Oh yeah, once they moved in, that, the house was theirs. Sorry, plane watch. Unless Therese moves into the penthouse, and then Therese just gets and Toady just gets to keep her house. <laughs> That's awkward for Melanie. Weird. So this all comes to a head in an extremely inappropriate location. Oh yeah, under the bloody Sonia mural. It. I know. I understand. It was an artistic choice to have this moment that take place there. However. All it made me do was go, oh, your wife died tragically six years ago. And she was two wives ago. <laughs> that was, you have had two weddings since then, mate. Oh. It's, it's. When, where's, when's Mel going to get her mural? <laughs> oh, she, on the Divas van. They should have. Oh, how good, how good. They should have just parked the Divas van next to the Sonia mural. <laughs> so both of those <laughs> illustrations were in shot. Oh, he- man. Evan. Poor Sonia was just like, I don't, I don't, don't involve me in your bullshit. Yeah, fuck off. Have this conversation away from my earshot, please. Yeah. I'm trying to rest in peace. I mean, I'm impressed that mural's still looking spick and span after so many years. Go have a chat in front of the Callistaman. <laughs> don't mention the Callistaman. That thing's dead, 100%. Well, since we are on gardening, something incredible happened this week, Kate. And it was due to gardening. Kate's plant rant. Carl took Mel out into the garden. For some green thumb therapy. Ah. And that therapy was? Well, what's Melanie's special interest? Her special interest is of the poor sign variety. <laughs> she loves a pig. Specifically, a ceramic pig. Ceramic. And much like us ladies here at Neighbours, there's one ceramic pig she loves more than any other. And that's Elvis, the giant ceramic pig who inspired our ceramic pig. Yeah, the OG. Elvis is back, baby. People... Naysayers will point out to me that Mel loved pigs long before we existed. Okay, did, will, did she call them ceramic pigs? Though she didn't. And also, Elvis is a fiberglass pig. Okay, that's quite true. It, he's not ceramic. I said ceramic because in the heat of the moment when I was describing that giant pig, I didn't know how to describe him, so I said ceramic. And but also, she wasn't around when Elvis entered no, the building. No, no, no. So we coined the term ceramic pig for a mediocre C plot. Based on Elvis's antics. Um, and what did Carl say this week? Ta da! <gasps> it's Elvis, my all time favourite ceramic pig. Oh. I'm sure I've mentioned him before. Yeah, didn't Susan? Yeah, put him out for hard rubbish. But without her knowledge, I rescued him and put him under the house. And he's been hiding there waiting for the right time and the right person to re emerge. In fact, he would have mentioned him because at Mel's wedding to Toadie, I thought they had repainted Elvis for that pig that they tied the balloons to, but I guess that was a different giant ceramic pig. Elvis had was not the only pig in the litter. So in the ceramic pig cinematic universe, there are two of these giant similar pigs. Maybe Sonia's nursery stocks them and maybe Toadie was like, well, this is a nod to my wife who can't be here today as I marry my new wife. Um, (laughs) She's an animal lover, vegetarian, you know. (laughs) And also... This definitely has to be a shout out to us because that that thing was bound for hard rubbish. Oh my god, I actually th- think that Elvis isn't the original Elvis we saw, is it? Yeah, he looked a little. He's been repainted. He's seen a few things that Elvis. He didn't look, yeah. look himself, but yeah. I was happy to see him. Um, he looked actually he looked a bit like the the replicas I've made at the Plaster Fun House. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good. But for Carl to say my all time favourite ceramic pig. 10 out of 10. We love you, Fletch. Love it. Love everyone associated with that moment. 
because, yeah, he's not a ceramic pig and Carl would have known that being up close to him. So his job for Mel, his little project was, can you please repot him, give him a zhuzh. Put some petunias in. Oh, petunias. I mean, she probably could have done that a couple of months ago, but I guess that was before the accident. And she had the time of her life in the backyard to the point where they were joking, laughing, and her melodic laugh was carrying over the fence <laughs> to where Toad was having a barbecue with the Rodwells. Oh, and that, that put a kibosh on their barbecue, didn't it? Have you noticed that they have these barbecues all the time? And it, it what ends up happening is this like four-person play where two of the characters are downstage having a private conversation mm. and the other two characters are upstage having another private conversation in stage whispers that neither can hear. I'm like, but... I'd, I'd like to imagine that the the spectre of Guy Fawkes' ghost <laughs> is just looming in the like the, the sex tub. Like we're in the same yard. We're in my yard now. And it's enormous. It's a rental. Don't worry. Like, I'm not rolling in it. But if we, if our partners were on the other side of the yard, if Phil and KB were down in the corner there, they could have a conversation and we couldn't hear it. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But if they're on the same deck as us, <laughs> I think we could stop talking for a moment and we'd be able to hear everything they'd say. They could be on the pod <laughs> with yeah. us if they were on the deck, which is essentially what these how these conversations are playing out. Mm-hmm. They seem like really hard work, these barbecues. Also, Wendy and Tarage aren't really friends. They're just like, oh, we're only here because our husbands are pals. And so I guess we'll talk about our latest drama because I need to vent to someone and you're here. Yeah, friends of convenience. Yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, all of them really. Like how did Sarge and Toadie become friends? Did they meet when he had like some clients? He had to like. I have no questions because this is a man who befriended Gary Canning to the point of spending alone time fishing with him. Well, much like to rage. Oh. What? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, no, whatever, they're whatever they call them, men who have d- done the dirty with, the with their woman. mates. Oh, oh, sloppy yeah. seconds. Imagine being... <laughs> oh, you don't want to be... You'd prefer to be the first in that situation. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be the... Oh, God. You don't want to, uh, Nobody wants anything to do with Gazcan in any capacity. <laughs> Even if he is no longer with us. Two more things I'd like to highlight here. One of them is that Mel offered Nelly the slag's mocktail of choice. Well, can I make you a mock fruit tingle? <laughs> Three weeks ago, we were talking about how that about was. fruit tingles because I was explaining yeah. how that was the cocktail of you know our era. Yes. And people at work were either too old or too young to have ever heard of it. Nelly was not interested. She didn't oh, know. How dare you? It, what, this just tastes like a lemonade mixed with another lemonade. and With possibly a hint of sherbet. <laughs> But uh, Nelly, no. There's a taste bud sensation that Nelly was not privy to. And this is something that CJ wanted us to discuss. And she wanted to know who we sided with in the Leo versus Sadie stoush. And that was – so what what ended up happening is – Sadie had to go to oh, her enroll in Napoleon Purtis. <laughs> Sadie had an appointment with Napoleon Purtis at a specific time, right? Yeah. To get course information. And she did him a favor by saying, All right, I'll look after your wife for an hour, but I have to, you have to be back there by this time, otherwise Yeah, yeah. she had a clear boundary yeah. there. I need to be here. Yeah. Napoleon will not be kept waiting. I'm confused as to why CJ wouldn't think that we'd be on Sadie's side here. Leo, you can go get stuffed. Oh, because CJ probably looked at the dimples in that moment when she thought of this and she I mean, he's a, big, he's a, for a beautiful man, but still like, yeah, like get... trampling on a woman's career here. And he, he's acting like she's the hired help. And yes. Which, well, she is. Yes, yeah, she does work for you, but that doesn't mean she's not deserving of respect. Mm. And she said, 
I'm going to do my job until it's the end of that job's time. And yeah. of course, I have stayed late in babysitting gigs all the time. Like, oh, we're having really a lot of fun. Can we come an hour longer and yeah. we'll pay you extra? Of course, no problem. But if you say I have an appointment, mm. I cannot stay longer. And then this prick didn't even like have his volume on his phone or anything. I don't even know what his excuse was. He just CBF'd. Yeah, that gets stuffed, mate. And he... And, like, that daughter is old enough to sit and watch a video on Netflix on his phone during a meeting or something like that. Exactly. And, look, I do wish Sadie had done what she initially wanted to do, which was take Abby with her to Napoleon Purtis. I mean, that's not professional. She could have had an... She would have had some eyeshadow. They'd be like, oh, yeah, the young mum's brought her her kid (laughs) in to... Well, she enrolls in our course. But who turns up offering to lend a hand? Oh, old mate Krista the Junkie. Krista, the sister. Meanwhile, Abby has drawn a little drawing for Krista because she heard she was in the hospital and Krista's trying to bone her dad. So she's going to make nice. Yeah. Offers to sit with Abby until Leo arrives, which was like 10 minutes. And Sadie's like, well, sure. I know this lady. Yeah. She works. I mean, Leo. Leo knows this lady. She works with my mum, more or less. They both Hmm. work for Lassiter's. It's my mum's workmate. Yeah, and I've read about her on Pop Bitch. <laughs> oh, no, no, look, she's obviously too young to subscribe to Pop Bitch, but you know, like I've. Pop, I've, Pop I've, Bitch is TikTok. Yeah, I've seen blind items about this woman on TikTok. Yeah. So off she goes. Leo sees Krista with Abby and flips his lid, not in front of her because he still wants to, you know, hop in the sack yeah. with her. But later in, he sees Sadie and uh, rips her to shreds. She's like, oh, but your friend was there and she was going to be with your friend. He's like, she is the last person. She's fresh out of rehab. She's a hot mess. She's the last person on the in the world I would leave my child with. You know, like men have a phrase. It's quite misogynistic, but it, it applies here. And it's don't put your dick in crazy. And Leo needs to absolutely heed that advice because if she is too unsafe to be around your small child, then maybe, maybe you shouldn't be pursuing her in a romantic capacity. Look, as a crazy, I, <laughs> I'd like to thank all the people that did not <laughs> abide by that motto, appreciated it. But um, I also think it works both ways here. And yeah, Krista does not need to be um, stooping to his level. Oh, so mate, clearly... Don't, don't, don't become one of his like unpaid babysitters either. Horrendous. And that cl- man will like lead you dry. And clearly he's happy to flirt with her and have the horn for her, get his own ego stroked. Oh, but the minute it could be a relationship or that she yeah. would have to take any responsibility, he's got no respect for her whatsoever. Mm. Get out. So, yeah, and he was saying to her, I believe you, I believe the shitbag spiked your drink. Well, yeah. no, he didn't. If he's you, Either you think she's clean or you don't. Mm. Which is it, mate? Anyway, mm. Leo, Team Sadie, CJ, yeah, hope that answers that for you. Keen to see where you stand. Hey ladies, pity I'm missing the pod this week. I couldn't wait to find out your point of view on Daddy Leo letting loose on Nanny Sadie. God, that sounds like the plot of a adult film. Anyway, I think that Leo, firstly, was probably doing no good. Like, he probably wasn't working. There was probably no reason why he couldn't get there on time. And so, for that reason, he sucks. Secondly... He's an employer and he should be treating his employees correctly. However, Sadie did have a duty of care. She shouldn't have left little beautiful Abigail with anyone, really. Uh, Maybe David. But I tell you what, Leo finally standing up and being a dad, that's sexy. And now we must 
Award. Citizen or Citizen of the Week? Hmm, Kate. Oh, gosh, we're, we're spoilt for citizens this week, I think. Hmm. I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like the person I've agreed with most this week. Oh, man, this this actually is <laughs> a feeling of bile rising within my throat while I say this, but it's, it's has. Citizen has. Citizen has for not wanting to give his dog up to the negligent dog owner slash dog fighting woman. I'm going to say, well, I'll just balance it out. Will it help? Will it make you feel better, Kate, if I go citizen has? It depends on what the citizen capacity well, is for. Is it anything to do with the bloody dog? No, well, no, it's him citizen because he's like, oh, can we not have this discussion about our emotions and our feelings, Mackenzie, because I'm going to need to fix my dog situation. She's like, okay, I'll make an inside kennel for your dog. The whole house is that dog's kennel. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. It's, yeah, it's shit as and has for just stringing along two ladies instead of just setting them both straight. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, it, it's a very borderline citizen for him <laughs> still. Like, you can't give up your dog to the dog-fighting woman. <laughs> Even I'm, if she recognises this mole know, or whatever. I think I'm more invested in Alyssa, the dog-fighting champion, than I am in the McLeans. Poor old um old mate scruff bags ain't, ain't gonna be the fighting dog. It's gonna be the dog that like is like bloods up the fighters. It's gonna be like defenseless. Safe to say, I don't know enough about dog fighting. Well, I mean that that dog's a lover, not a fighter. And that's that. Any uh any other council business? Big news this week was that White Lotus season three is going to start Morgana O'Reilly. Naomi Canning. How cool is that? That's huge. Our Naomi. That is, I mean, bloody good on her. She's always been so vivacious. And yeah, what a good good for you. And someone posted that the last time we saw Naomi was because Sheila was having a tough time because she thought um, Gary had been reincarnated as a pigeon. So she'd come to like <laughs> help out her mum deal with that. I'm like, oh, <sighs> sister is ready for some meatier storylines than that. Oh, and another thing that we haven't mentioned is that Erin's Barrow News on Instagram is actually doing their Neighbours Awards again. Oh, and yes, yes, yes. Neighbours is a nominee for the Best Neighbours podcast. So please go and vote for us. It's still so strange that this is a, cat- this is a category. <laughs> Trendsetters of a genre. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Get on board. Thanks, gang. And um, looking forward to catch up with CJ again next week. Um, yeah, find us on the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. It's popping off. And it's, yeah, it's countdown to the 9,000th episode. Oh, so it's not I'm long not, now. I'm not ready for that jelly. I'm not ready. Uh, hopefully that'll be when the face swap is revealed uh, between Tarage and Melanie. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe that, that could be our speculation for next week. What is going to be yeah. the big thing to happen? Is Are we going to get another lottery ticket on an ass? Or wasn't it 8,000 the amount of subscribers Piper got on YouTube? <laughs> That was that was low stakes, that one. Um, yeah, 9,000 apps. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? And Neighbours Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Kate? I'm Remude on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, Brit. I never want to hear has use the phrase slay again. Hey there, Brett. I see you're looking down. Wendy is full mature age student energy and I say that with all the love in the world for mature age students but 
Woe to the newcomers at uni having to sit in a fucking tutorial with Wendy. Hey there, Brett. I see you looking down. I do not give two fucks about this fucking Nicolette, Sheila, Sharon, whoever the fuck it is story about people we've never met all happening off screen a year ago and Rose Keery who's obviously not going to appear because she doesn't even have a photo in her phone. Who cares? Fuck off. Hey there, Brett. I see you looking down. Hey, Leo. If she's worthy enough to receive your dick, she's probably worthy enough, or should be, to look after your kids. Consider your choices.